First Samuel chapter 1 from verses 9 to 18, the New International Reader's Version. One time, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. Hannah was very sad. She wept and wept. She prayed to the Lord. She made a promise to him. She said, Lord, you rule over all. Please see how I'm suffering. Show concern for me. Don't forget about me. Please give me a son. If you do, I'll give him back to the Lord. Then he will serve the Lord all the days of his life. He will never use a razor on his head. He will never cut his hair. As Anna kept on praying to the Lord, Eli watched her lips. She was praying in her heart. Her lips were moving, but she wasn't making a sound. Eli thought Hannah was drunk. He said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Stop drinking your wine. That's not true, sir, Hannah replied. I'm a woman who is deeply troubled. I haven't been drinking wine or beer. I was telling the Lord all my troubles. Don't think of me as an evil woman. I've been praying here because I'm very sad. My pain is so great. Eli answered, Go in peace. May the God of Israel give you what you have asked him for. She said, May you be pleased with me. Then she left and had something to eat. Her face was not sad anymore. Bible before breakfast. Mildred Kingsley Gonko here. So we're back again, still talking about how to wait on God. What do you do when you're waiting on God? And I've shared a few things with you in the last couple of days. Number one, I said you must acknowledge the sovereignty of God. And number two, you must affirm God's righteousness. And then yesterday we talked about making service your priority. You must make serving God a priority if you're waiting on him. Something similar to how a waiter waits. The waiter waits for instruction. That's what he does. A waiter waits. As while he's waiting on you, he's serving you. And that's how it works with God. Now today, my fourth tip for waiting on God would be you must have faith while you wait. And I had to take you back to Hannah because, like I said, everything this week is drawn from Hannah. Hannah knew how to wait. She took her pain to God and she wept bitterly. But you see, one thing I learned from her is that tears must never replace faith. You must cry all you want, if you want. But the truth is that cry must not be a cry of hopelessness. If it is just to ease the pain in your heart and to release how you're feeling, then by all means, go ahead and cry. But it must never replace your faith. She was focused on praying the prayer of faith. In fact, she made a declaration to God. It was more of a faith statement than a bargaining chip, in my opinion. She was so sure that God would give her a child. She said, I'm so sure you give me a child that I will give him back to you. And I'm sure that there will be even more. Because what moves a woman to give God the one thing she had been trusting him for if she wasn't sure that she would get more almost like how Abraham was ready to sacrifice his son the Bible says that he believed that he would raise him up to life if need be so there must be something that is propelling you on the other side the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him Jesus endured the cross so there must have been a joy set before her she knew that God would give her a child she would give that child back to God and that means that God will give her more. So she was in 
absolute faith. How do I know she was in absolute faith? I'll tell you how and then I'll share a few ways for you to know when you're in faith. And this is so important because on the waiting journey, faith is critical. If not, you're not going to move levels. Faith is that thing that moves you from one level to the other because it is the substance of things that you hope for. And it's the evidence of the things that you're not seeing because faith helps you believe even when you don't see. So if we look at verse 18, and that's where I'm going to start to build this from. She said, may you be pleased with me. The Bible says then she left and she had something to eat. And then look at the next line. Her face was not sad anymore. One of the ways you know that you are in faith is that your face will not be sad anymore. So how do you know when you're in absolute faith in a situation? Number one, you are like Hannah. You leave it with God. She went to God in the place of prayer and she left it with him. She went her way, she ate, and she was happy after that. So if you're in faith, you pray and then you go your way. So you don't go back and pick it again. So basically what I'm saying is if you're in faith, once you've brought the matter to God and you're in your waiting season, just rest. Enjoy your waiting season. Do other things. So while I was waiting, when I knew that I had given this issue to God, he said if I would ask him and believe that I would receive it. And I had asked him for children and I believed. So I started to do other things. I started to travel the world. I started writing books. I started taking courses. I started helping my husband to build ministry. I started doing other things. I just didn't sit in one place crying and moping over the fact that I wasn't seeing my babies in my hand yet. So if you're in faith, you pray and then you go and rest. If you're in faith, you won't pray about it again except to thank God. Because a lot of times people ask me, how do you know you're in faith? This is the way to know you're in faith. If you're in faith, you know you've received it, so you pray about it. And then when you're praying about it again, if you pray about it, it's to thank God. If you're in faith, you won't come out every time there's a prayer line or an altar call raised for that particular situation. Why? Because you know it's done. You only pray about something you don't know is done. But if you know it's done, then it's done. You don't have to come back every time someone raises a prayer point about that situation. When you're in faith, your face is no longer sad. This was someone who had been crying uncontrollably. Someone who could not eat. The Bible says that her face was no longer sad. If you're in faith, you don't worry about it anymore. She went on with her life. She went home with her husband. They worshipped the Lord. They went back home. And the Bible says that her husband slept with her. And the Bible records that God started to be, make the necessary arrangements to get her pregnant. If you're in faith, you will know the next corresponding action to take. That's exactly what's in verse 19. She went home, her face wasn't sad anymore, and they knew it was time for him to sleep with his wife and that she would become pregnant. He knew his wife. He had a promise, he had faith, and then he put some work into it, and that's where victory came. If you take promise and you say you have faith, but you don't do the work, it's not faith, that's fake. You have to do the work involved. There's a corresponding action at every point you're in faith. Let me tell you, if you can trust God to keep his word, God will show up for you. Faith is not something that you play with. It's not optional on the journey of waiting. Faith is something that you must build consistently. How do you build your faith? 
faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How did I build my faith? I had to go into the word of God. And for me, on that journey, I had to take the time to write out all the scriptures concerning everything I was believing God for at the time. And it's a principle I've used over time. And I try to tell anyone that I meet that if you can find it in the word, you can have it in your world. If you can find it in the word of God, you can have it in your world. It can become manifest in your world. To be honest, there are dimensions in God that you will never imagine possible. Once you can take it in the spirit realm, you can have it in the physical realm. So once you find it in the word of God, write it down. Write the vision, make it plain so that you can run with it. And then you confess it. So I confess the word over myself morning, afternoon, night. I did this for five years. Today, my children surround my table. I have three beautiful children who were born to me. And then I have many spiritual children all over the world. And this is a result of believing God's word. If you can trust God, he will bring it to pass and he will help you through your waiting season. God is dependable. God can be trusted. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Conquer.